1: Slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
0: Guys, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know that today's guests are Chips Enough from Enough's Enough and Ace Frehley, formerly of KISS. These two guys are going out on the road together. Uh, Enough's Enough will be opening for Ace. So make sure you check your your local markets uh, and see if these two guys are coming through town. It's a great double bill. Enough's Enough, Ace Frehley on the road. They'll be in Las Vegas, February 2nd. They'll be in Beverly Hills, February 3rd. Portland, Oregon, February 10th. Seattle, Washington, February 11th. It's going to be a great ride. Ace Frilly with special guests, the uh, opening band, Enough's Enough, now featuring Chip on vocals, actually. So stay tuned for this episode. We're going to talk to both these guys today in brand new interviews on Talking Metal.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Ace Fraley, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
3: What's happening, brothers and sisters?
0: This is Chips Enough from Enough Snuff, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast, and we are wrapping things up here for the year 2016. We have music from the year 2016 on this episode. It's kind of the first of, I guess I'd say, three episodes where we're going to dive into discussion and uh, listening of music from 2016. And it's all going to come to a head when I have Joey from the the Rock Strikes 10 podcast on a couple episodes from now. And we're going to really get into it and talk about the greatest music of 2016. But we're going to start talking a little bit about it on this episode. And I'm joined once again by my gorgeous wife, Emily Striegel, who was at the Revolver Award Show last night, the Epiphone and Revolver Award Show here in New York City. How was it, Emily?
4: It was a ton of fun. I mean, I've lost my voice because I was, I think I was screaming so loud. (laughs) And all the interviews, actually, the black carpet was jam-packed. It was just band after band after band and tons of celebrities. And it was a blast. It was just, it felt, it was like, you know what it was like? It was like going to a festival. You see everyone you know, and it's just a blast.
0: Cool. Well, you were, again, on the black carpet, and you got a ton of interviews, and we're going to get to all of those interviews, most of them at least. I think we'll, we'll do all of them, here on the podcast in a couple weeks from now, and then also on our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash Talking Metal. Please subscribe. Go check out our YouTube page, because right now we are posting, as, as I'm speaking an exclusive interview that Emily did last night at the Revolver Award Show with Ace Frehley. And he says some interesting stuff here, Emily. Um, How was it getting Ace? Was it a little, you said it was kind of crazy. You had to move from where you were standing and... John Astronomy obviously facilitated this. He brought Ace to you or he brought you to Ace. How did did this all work? It was craziness on the red carpet, right?
4: It was craziness and we didn't have great real estate. We were all the way down towards the end and it was kind of cold (laughs) where we were standing. But so John, but John was great. Thank you so much, John. He came and found us. And said, you know, Ace doesn't want to come down here. He's not, he wasn't doing many, very many interviews. So John pulled me and Jay bones who was videotaping, down to the other end of the black carpet. And we got a couple minutes with him. And he was just so great. And I got to meet his fiance, Renee, as well.
0: Cool. So what we're going to do here on tonight's show is preview Emily's red carpet coverage from the award show. The Revolver Award show last night, which was the 13th, December 13th, 2016, in New York City at Webster Hall, by listening to her interview with Ace Fraley. Obviously, this is a short two minute interview, but there's some good stuff in here, some interesting stuff. Uh, I think Kiss fans are going to find this interesting. So, without further ado, again, we're featuring music. We're featuring music from 2016 on this episode. Let's get into Ace Frehley. I love this song off of his Origins Volume 1 record, which came out this year, all covers. Of course, the song we always hear about is Fire and Water with Paul Stanley, but this one is great. This is with Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, and it's the Kiss classic, Cold Gin, a song that Ace was involved with writing. And... The, the cool thing is that we always hear Gene singing this song, but on the Origins' record, we get to hear Ace sing it and listen to his voice on this. He sounds great. So we're going to hear that, and then we're going to go right into Emily Striegel's brief interview with Ace Fraley and Rachel Gordon, his fiance, which took place December 13th, 2016, in New York City. Here we go a little cold gin.
5: I'm sorry.
4: Hi guys it's Emily Striegel from Talking Metal here on the black carpet at the Revolver Music Awards here with Ace Fraley and his lovely fiance Rachel how are you guys doing tonight? Great!
2: What's happening?
4: Great! What's happened? So I hear through the grapevine you've had a you've had a very busy 2016 and you have a lot on the docket for 2017 you're already working on a new album?
2: Working on a new album working on a second book heading out on tour January 18th and I go back in the studio and then in the spring I hit South America First time in South America since I toured there with Kiss, so I got This is a busy year, and next year is going to be probably busier.
4: Awesome! And in the new album, Rachel, are you helping with some of the writing on the album? Absolutely, absolutely. I have three songs I've already written. That's amazing. And are you? Are you? Have you been out on the road? You've been touring a ton this year. A lot.
2: Yeah, we did a lot of touring. She comes on most of the tours with me. She didn't make the last one because we had just moved into a new home. And she was like still arranging furniture and unpacking, (laughs) but that's working out great. I just set up my studio there, built a drum room in the garage, and uh, it's about 95% ready to rock.
4: And then maybe 2018, we see KISS reunited, right? Is that how it works? What's that? (laughs) Oh, a reunion.
2: Oh, I haven't heard anything from Paul and Gene, although I did get a a text from Gene the other day. He wanted to come see me perform, you know, this January. So, you know, maybe he'll pop the big question. Who knows?
4: Maybe he'll pop the big question. Fingers crossed, right? You know, but in the w- whatever means- happens,
2: we're, we're all good. It's you all good.
4: You know what? All I need is my ace. I'm happy. As long as I have my ace, I'm happy. So, awesome. Well, good luck to you in 2017. Thanks for talking to Talking to Thank
2: him. you so much. You have a great evening, you too. too. Yes,
1: have Thanks a wonderful you. evening. Thank you.
0: So there you have it. Emily's interview with Ace Frehley on the red carpet. Black carpet, I guess is what they called it. And uh, good stuff. So Gene's texting Ace. That's major. I think that's major. I haven't heard that. I mean, it makes you wonder, like like he, he said, maybe that's when they'll pop the question. Would, would Gene want to be coming down to check Ace out? Like, can Ace still play? We got to go check. I got to go check Ace out and see if he can still play before I ask him to rejoin Kiss. Or I'm just going to check my friend out, you know, check his gig out.
4: Yeah, but when's the last time Gene has been to an A show? Number one and number two. When's the last time Gene's ever done anything that's not business related?
0: Yeah, those are those are good questions, and I'm sure people are going to be asking that. Time for a talking metal toast after that great interview. I am drinking a beer out of Connecticut Two Roads. We're sitting in bed. This is one? I think the first podcast I've done in bed.
4: This is hot, man. <laughs>
0: Anyways, uh, we're going to keep the music playing. Another band that played at the Revolver show last night. And I guess Dave, he was kind of the co-host too, right? Dave Mustaine, right?
4: It was insane. It was Jose Mangin. Did I say that right? Um, and uh, Dave Mustaine. And, and they were great. I mean, Dave is just such a cool cat. And um, Jose is more of a spaz. So they kind of you know, evened each other out. And I mean that in the best way possible. You know, you can't have two total spaz um, people. Um, they were good hosts, though. They were great. I, I really enjoyed it. My only complaint was you couldn't hear. People were rude. Metal fans, you need to shush it up. Shut your mouths because you couldn't hear. Part of that was the miking. Um, they, they weren't moving the mics up and down for the presenters. So, like, for example, Doyle from The Misfits come out comes out. You can't hear a single word he said because he's so tall and he wasn't leaning into the mic. Um, so that was problematic. The miking was problematic, but it was also people were just being loud and obnoxious and drunk.
0: Yeah. And it did stream on YouTube. So I was sad that I wasn't there, but I did watch most of it on YouTube and thought Megadeth were just fantastic. It, great to, to see them play live. We, Emily and I recently went and saw them play in Newark and always a great live band. This is a great record that they put out in 2016. One of the best metal records of the year for sure dystopia this is the threat is real it opens the record and wow what a ice pick in the forehead this is when you put this record on it is so good the threat is real by megadeth
1: The door. A culture
5: made of cover-ups Will leprosy touch their flesh For backroom meetings and rendezvous The vultures have come home to nest The clock runs out The week is late A deadly strike The threat is real Violent conditioning Cause the nature of the enemy Your terminal Lack of vision Blinded I see no light A chronic lack Of perspective Their cancer now eats us alive A fatal shot A lust for blood The final act
0: What you just heard was The Threat is Real off the 2016 Megadeth release, Dystopia. Emily, what other records did you like this year? Metal records. Let's stick with metal. We are talking metal or hard rock.
4: Well, ironically, the other band that played last night, Anthrax, For All Kings, is amazing. I would honestly, I rank it right up there with Dystopia. If not, I I even like it more. It's a fantastic record. I also like Rob Zombie, the new Rob Zombie. I like the uh, new Metallica, too
0: excellent definitely and on that note let's uh, let, you know what i let me just run down a few records this is i have no notes what about good jira yeah yeah we're, we're going to get to a lot of these on the episode with joey which is two episodes away the very next episode we have my friend john Wiederhorn, the journal rock metal journalist extraordinaire will be on to talk about some of his favorite releases then the episode after that is our year end Finale with Joey from the Rock and Roll, or I'm said Rock and Roll Geek Show. Joey from the Rock Strikes Ten Show, and we're gonna. He's he's just a music nerd. He knows his stuff up and down. We're gonna talk all about music with him. We'll present our lists. It's gonna. It's a great episode. We already recorded it, so stay tuned for that. Um, but off the top of my head, some of my favorite albums of the year: Flotsam and Jetsam self titled record. They're back with a vengeance. Awesome, awesome. Highly recommended. Uh, Fates Warning put out a great record this year called The Theories of Flight. We're going to listen to a track off of that in just a second. Of course, Enough's Enough back with Clown's Lounge, which reminds me, we're going to end today's show with Emily interviewing Chips Enough, so stay tuned for that. Um, what else? Of course, Anthrax, that I think is my favorite record of the year. So much good stuff. We're going to talk more again with John Wiederhorn on the next episode and Joey on the episode after that about all the greatest releases of 2016 and this is one of them Fate's Warning again the album was Theories of Flight this is one that you can just put on and listen to all the way through i mean some some of the songs are like 10 minutes long it's definitely a progressive metal record and i love it and you know i'm not like a crazy progress, progressive metal guy but they're they're always one of those bands I liked because, you know, they get crazy, but not too crazy, you know, and their songs just suck me in and they continue to do that album after album after album. And this is, I think one of their best records, really, this is called like stars our eyes have seen and it's buried deep into the record. So to get to this one, but again, it's a great record, pick it up guys. It's uh, you know, maybe we'll link it through today's show notes Again, Theories of Flight by Fate's Warning. Stay tuned for Chips Enough, our interview with him. And here is one more song, our third song of the show today from 2016. Like Stars Our Eyes Have Seen by Fate's Warning. new Fates Warning here on Talking Metal that came out in uh, July of this year. The album again is Theories of Flight, and it's a great, great listen. Of course, Fates Warning, Joey Vera playing with them, who also plays with Armored Sane, who put out a great record last year. So Joey is on a roll, definitely. Cool. And without further ado, I think we should get into a little Chips Enough. We are going to hear... A new Enough's Enough song. And, you know, Clown's Lounge has a lot of older things from the vaults uh, on it, but it does have one new song. And that's what we're going to hear right now. I think this is great. This is with the new lineup of Enough's Enough. Chip on vocals, of course, on this tune. And, you know, I love it. I think this is a great song. Kind of gives a tip of the hat to uh, Dog on a Bone or to Stone Temple Pilots the song, I'm looking at this song on my computer screen, it's called Dog on a Bone. It's the only song on the album that Donnie V wasn't involved with. He didn't write it, doesn't sing on it, doesn't play on it, nothing. So, and I think it's one of the best songs on the record. It's great. It's great. And Emily talks to Chip all about the the music video for this song. And yeah, we recently saw Enough's Enough on my birthday, right, Emily? Um, November 19th, Bats. great show, right?
4: It was great, and they were real troopers because it was a benefit for um, a photographer who'd passed away that they knew, and they'd played the night before, I think, in like LA and had to get on a plane the next day and come to Jersey, and they were just true professionals and just got up there and put
0: on a really good show. And without further ado, here is Dog on a Bone by Enough's Enough from 2016, followed by Emily's interview with Chip's Enough. Check it out.
3: Hello, Chip.
4: Hi, Chip. It's Emily Striegel from Talking Metal. How are you?
3: <laughs> Very good, Emily. Thanks for calling me. I appreciate it.
4: Absolutely. I'm sure you have a, a busy day today. A lot of interviews lined up?
3: Uh, every day. I, I started off yesterday at four in the morning. Oh, uh, my God. I hosted a show on the loop, big radio station out here. I was on until 10 o'clock in the morning, and then as soon as I finished the radio, I, I, it's been... Uh, I stop interviews because the record's being dropped tomorrow so the record has got me working from 10 in the morning to six o'clock at night
4: good every grief. single
3: day and I love it
4: good I'm glad to hear it Well you sound like you're in good spirits I really appreciate you uh, taking some time to talk to us on talking metal today um I got Great. to see you, you at, at uh dingbats recently if you remember I was there with yep, Mark. Played for, yeah,
3: Yeah, played the benefit show. I thought it was terrific. It yeah. worked out really well for everybody. People seemed to like the band. and uh, it It's for a great cause for the Herb Newman uh, Memorial. Herb was a famous rock photographer, worked with everybody from Bon Jovi to Billy Idol. And, uh, and uh, of course, Robert Plant and Ups Enough. And uh, it was nice to be able to do something and provide a service for his family and friends. It was amazing.
4: Once. It was really, really great to see you. Uh, I know last time you were on Talking Metal, we spent a lot of time talking about your history, which was super informative and super fun. But this time, you know, because the album's dropping tomorrow, by the time this goes up, it'll be out. Um, I was hoping we could chat about, you know, the current version of Enough's Enough and the new album, which is titled Clown's Lounge. As you said, it's dropping tomorrow. Um, Where can people pick it up when it comes out?
3: Oh, well, obviously any stores you can find it in, which is uh, rare to find record stores nowadays. But, uh, you know, there's still Amoebas and the Rolling Stones and uh, also uh, all the Best Buys you can get. it. But you also get on iTunes as well and get on the Internet. That's where a lot of people go. Or last but not least, come out and see enough Enough live in concert. You can get a a CD on one of our shows.
4: Awesome. Yeah, and I want to know, like, uh, are all your dates up? Like, what do you have going on in 2017? Or do you have stuff through the end of the year?
3: Um, I just finished up. We just finished up the disc cruise. That was the last thing we did and uh, for the tour. And now uh, we're gearing up until uh, the early part of January where we go out with Ace Freely. January 17th is when the Ace Freely tour starts. And it'll be enough snuff Ace Freely And I think Lita Ford's on a couple of the shows and we'll be touring with Ace all the way through uh, until March.
4: That's amazing. That's going to be a fun show. So everyone make sure you... Uh... Check him out. I got to see Ace. Gosh, uh, first date of his uh, last tour.
3: His band is great. Got a terrific uh, group behind him, and uh, he's been straight and sober for eight years now. His new—he's got a new record that he's releasing as well. So uh, it's perfect time. Both of us, uh, two artists are uh, world renowned, especially Ace Fairley, of course. He sold 50 million records since with his band Kiss. Uh, to be able to take enough snuff out on tour. Is, uh, I think it's going to be a great package. It will. People are going to be surprised when they see both bands.
4: Absolutely. So I've been reading about the new album a little bit, and I'm excited about it because, um, from what I've heard, it's a collection of kind of rarities and early demos that you've kind of reworked at this point and re-recorded.
3: Well, people call it, uh, I don't know what the word demo is bad about, but I'll take it, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it is what it is. It's a, an enough snuff album that's done in a professional studio, the old-fashioned way, got two-inch tape, analog recording, band in the studio together playing live, and just the songs never came out. They just sat in the, in the vault, and I have a library and a plethora of material. And I, uh, when the label approached me, Frontiers, I said, "You, uh, can we hear some stuff that you have? Uh, it was only fitting to put a record out that no, that nobody has, that nobody's heard. And I want it to sound fresh and new and innovative. And it, it's an archival record featuring the original band. The original Enough's Enough, Derek Freego, Donnie V, Vicki Fox, and myself. And then also the band As We Are Today. Uh, it's a great focus uh, for uh, Enough's Enough fans to listen to a record that sounds... It, it's Enough's Enough. It's the real McCoy. Uh, no bells and whistles, except for the fact that uh, we, we're in a major studio recording the songs... Uh, There's no guys backstage, no sequencers, no nothing. It was just uh, the band playing live in the studio, very minimal overdubs. And uh, I'm pleasantly surprised that it's been getting a a, a ton of great reviews and people have embraced this record and it's, it's old time rock and roll. It's a, it's a glitter rock record with all the trimmings.
4: Yeah. I mean, I've, I heard the—I uh, don't know if it's the single, but "Dog on a Bone." I uh, saw the video and heard the song. It sounds actually like really new and modern, very fresh to me. So I was curious about that song. Was that an older song that you've redone? And that's well,
3: yeah, that, that was the new one. I, I knew we needed a single as as I'm fronting the band now, and I needed something with uh, that I was fronting, uh, and I thought this one was a, a perfect example of where we're at right now as a band, uh, straight in your face simple, uh, repeating hooks, and uh, anybody can follow it. It's real Sesame Street. It's a, a nice, oh, simple rock song.
4: Great hook. And
3: uh, thanks. The video came along real simply. Uh, we had uh, the video director who works with McCartney and Jesse Malin and a bunch of great artists uh, out in New York, uh, a guy named Dave Stecker, who was kind enough that he had a vision and said, I can shoot this video. We shot it a day in Brooklyn. And uh, we put it out there as the first single, and I think it's a great representation of what's to come. You listen to the rest of the record, and it's just as strong, if not stronger. And it's a good collection of songs uh, about everything experiences that we went, through. yeah, as well. So, uh, I think when, when people hear the record, uh, I think uh, the old fans are going to be super happy because it's, it's it's the real McCoy. And uh, the, the newer fans that might not know about the band will be turned on to Dog on a Bone and saying, wow, maybe this is something I want to go check out. I can sink my teeth
4: into this. It is. It's like an awesome way to kind of transition to the new lineup, too. I want to go back to the video, though, um, for, for Dog on a Bone. I was scared for your life, Chip. I thought you were going to be hit by a car. Where were you? Where were you? You're like giant trucks whizzing by you. You're standing like in the middle of the road.
3: Yeah, I am. I, you know, I, rock and roll is dangerous, and I wanted to convey <laughs> that on video. And maybe I, I, maybe I almost took a little too far, but it made the a video a little more interesting. And uh, you know, I was in the middle of the, I'm in the middle of the street with tons of traffic at two o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. And uh, in, New, in New York, so uh, actually, it was uh, quite a challenge. I, I enjoyed that. And listen, I like making fun videos too, where you know. Uh, we're little, maybe it shows the band a little bit more in a different spotlight, but I think it fit the song well Especially me dancing around with those people in the middle of the street.
4: That was fantastic too. Where were you? Was that in Brooklyn too? Those women?
3: Yeah, that's correct in Brooklyn during the daytime walking around looking for places to go shopping couldn't find anything out there that was that tripped my trigger, but the people out there, that's what I was looking for. I was and we weren't even thinking about shooting a video at that time. I just happened to be out there walking around the city, just collecting it. Remembering the old days of going through Brooklyn playing all those big shows and enough stuff and doing the Howard Stern show and just, uh, just the vibe and the electricity that was out there. And I ran into some people that didn't know who Enough Snuff was, and one thing leads to another, and before you know it, I'm dancing around with a bunch of girls. <laughs> it
4: was so fun. I was jealous. I was like, why was I not invited to this party, like on the street?
3: Yeah, well, you are invited to a party. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to be there at the right time. That's all.
4: Speaking of parties, I've connected with your lovely lady on social media, and I have like a huge girl crush. You might need to watch out because. I might come kidnap yeah. her from you.
3: Oh, I like it. I'll tell you, I'm very flattered that you said that because uh, she certainly does wear her boots well. And uh, uh, a very talented person as well, who really can uh, sing and play and uh great, great writer. And uh, no, so That's cool, and you're welcome to come over to this house here in lovely Blue Island anytime you want to, okay? The front door will be unlocked for we,
4: you. We're seriously thinking of taking you up on that i'll be in indiana for over uh christmas so maybe we'll like make a little hop skip and jump up to shy town to
3: beautiful yeah it's a hop skip and jump indiana is very close here to chicago exactly uh and i've always loved it it's a it's a great little city and it's it's so simple to travel back and forth that uh i think that you'd be pleasantly surprised how much fun that would be
4: that would be awesome so um let's talk about the current lineup when i saw you at dingbats you have a two guitar t- lineup i had um the pleasure of chatting with tony fennell um i didn't get to speak with tori is it Stoffregen? um he's rocking yes. out with you as well
3: that's w- correct tony fennell of course is known as a former singer of ultravox uh great guitar player I met him back in the old days when he was signing at Atlantic records we've been friends ever since it's an honor to have him in the band. Since he's joined the group, the group uh, everything has changed exponentially. Uh, more shows, record deal, videos, touring. Uh, it's incredible who, the, the amount of electricity he's brought to the band. Tori he is in a band called New Black Seven. He's been playing on and off with enough stuff for the last ten years. He's back into the fold, st- strongly. Guitar player and a wonderful singer. Uh, Do Neil diamond and you shut your eyes you think it's neil diamond <laughs> That's uh, awesome. our, our drummer daniel hill used to be in a band called super big they just finished their debut record and he's been with the band now for a couple of months and uh salad is a rock a player and uh, i think people will be pleasantly surprised when they see this band because we come out every single night and we give everything you know focusing on the first three enough stuff albums and then of course uh on this new tour we'll be playing stuff off. Uh, the Clown's Lounge record.
4: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So you didn't play anything off Clown's Lounge when I saw you. Everything was basically off the first three or four albums, I guess. So you'll be mixing in some of the new tunes in 2017 with Ace.
3: I mean, they have no choice, especially on shows. When we go over to Europe and we're playing for a couple hours a night, I want to make sure there's a lot of material on the set. And obviously, with to pick out of 20 records, it's, it's quite a challenge to see what songs you want to play because a lot of them are our favorites, but... Uh, the audience might not know about them. So I'll f- we'll focus on, uh, of course, the earlier stuff and the, the singles and the videos that we put out. Uh, but I want to put some other songs in the set as well. And if we have a long uh, night, I want to make sure that I get three or four songs from the current record, Plow's uh, Lounge, in there, uh, along with uh, the catalog.
4: Good way to sell some CDs, too. So tell me about um, The Devil of Shakespeare. Um, you have some guests uh, Janie Lane, the late Janie Lane. I want to hear this story about how this came about. And then James Young from Styx. Is he on that track as well?
3: That's correct. You know, I got some great guys. Those two guys collectively, Janie Lane from Warrant and James Young from Styx, JY, have collectively sold about uh, over 50 million records.
4: Yeah.
3: As uh, With those two artists alone. To get them to plan a record with us was a miracle. I, I was friends with Janie for the longest time. I asked him if he wanted to come down and sing on a song. He took a red-eye from Los Angeles to Chicago, got there about maybe twelve one o'clock in the morning. Walked in the studio, Pleasantries. just had a great vibe, and he says, well, you know, Chip, I don't want to sing this like Janie Lane. Uh, I said, you're kidding me. He says, no, I, I want to take a different approach. I want to sing it sort of like David Bowie would. Yeah. And I said, uh, go right ahead. I, I uh, said, producer on the track, I want to make sure that Uh, My job is to make uh, the artist feel comfortable and try to bring out the best performance in them. And I let him do what he wanted without any uh, restrictions, no handcuffs. And he nailed it in a couple of takes. And it's just only fitting that who do I get to play guitar from Chicago, who's, uh, I think, the balls of sticks, great singer, songwriter, but J.Y. And I asked him to be kind enough to want to play on the track. And he said, absolutely. And uh, he nailed it as well. Uh, just fun to sit in the studio with those guys and watch them play and uh, just the magic that happens right there and it's that's how you make rock records, you, you're in the room together, not passing around tapes I mean obviously bands do that nowadays yeah. you'll send Kyle sharing to you and try to get you know, here's a hard drive, or here's a thumb drive you know, listen to the track and then on it and send it back to me but uh, real rock records in the old days were made with bands in the studio at the same time all playing together and that's why I think that track was uh, so powerful
4: that's I've talked about that with so many musicians lately you know like people do everything you know remotely nowadays and you get the file and you work on it and you send it back and there's something to be said for as you said like being in the same room together you get a totally different energy I'm sure
3: yeah everybody's playing off each other and it's exciting and you're creating magic and it's art And all rock records start off, obviously, with drums, and that's real important. But when you're in the room with the drummer and you're all playing together, you get great performances. You'd be surprised how people play off each other, and that's where the magic happens. And I think that's why that that track turned out so strong was because you you got J.Y. from Sticks, you got Billy Dior from Damales playing drums, you got myself, of course, with uh, Janie Lane, and then uh, Johnny Monaco, who's on the track as well and uh uh the the keyboard player from 2020 played on there as well so so you got some great musicians all in the same room creating and that's where the magic happens Uh, every single time i recommend it to any bands that are out there go to the studio together create the magic as a team
4: i love that message and uh we're really, really excited to hear the new album. Everyone, by the time this is posted, it will be out. Check it out on iTunes. Go buy a physical copy. Check out um, Enough's Enough in 2017 with Ace Fralia out on the road. It's it's one hell of a show. I loved seeing you guys at Dingbats. You guys put on... I mean, it was just total energy, and I know you guys were exhausted because you would literally play the show the night before, and then you had to fly to Jersey, and you still put on one hell of a show for us, so... 2017 enough's enough good luck with the new album chip and um thanks for coming on talking metal
3: listen thanks for talking to me talking metal great great sh- shot in the arm for you for all the bands that are out there a uh, wonderful publication i want to thank all the people that have supported enough's enough stuff through the years i want to wish everybody a happy holidays and may the best thing that happened to you last year be the worst thing that happens to happen this upcoming year.
4: <laughs> I love that. Thanks so much, Chip. We'll talk soon, all right? Thanks.
3: I'll see you at one of the shows. God we- bless you.
0: That was Emily's interview with Chips Enough. Big thanks to Emily for joining us on the podcast today. Big thanks to you guys for listening. If you want to see the interview with Ace Fraley that Emily did, that you heard earlier in the podcast, go to TalkingMetal.com, and you can check out a video of that there. And, uh, yeah, check it out. It looks good. Ace looks good. Emily looks good. Rachel looks good. And it's a, it's a fun little thing to check out on YouTube. We're going to try to, again, get the YouTube page going a little bit more. So uh, definitely subscribe to it if you don't already. And year end PayPal donations are appreciated. You want to show your love for talking metal, go to talkingmetal.com, leave a PayPal donation. Remember to use our Amazon links for all your holiday shopping, and that's it. The t-shirts are sold out, so I'm not plugging those anymore. It took us uh, only eight years, I think, to sell all, all the shirts. Uh, yeah, so thanks to everyone who bought a shirt. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Stay tuned for more coverage of the best music of 2016 on Talking Metal, coming real soon.